Welcome into the Harvest Friends. Um, We are here where our goal is to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in everyday places of life. I'm Abigail and I am here with Andrew and Keith. Welcome, guys. Hey, Abigail. How's it going, guys? Feels good to be back. (sighs) We're so happy to have you back, Keith. So last episode, Andrew and I talked about our very favorite um, Christmas gifts. And we were both pretty uh, nerdy with our gifts, but uh, we'd love to hear what your favorite gift was. <laughs> oh man, uh, my favorite gift. Let's see. Um, because we got a lot of friends who listen to the podcast locally and from a distance, I won't disclose who it was because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but I will say that some very good friends of ours gave me and Steph a date night, which was pretty awesome. So we're going to enjoy that um the beginning of this year so that was probably my favorite gift because can't be the date night good date night <laughs> that's awesome i don't know why you can't tell who it is i mean i, I would no want to shout on out this podcast nope. <laughs> <laughs> please all right well those sound like awesome friends and that does sound like a really fabulous gift. So uh, we are doing a really great series starting out in January. We think it's very fitting. It's called Building a Better Year. Um, last week, we talked about how to set and achieve meaningful goals. And this week, we're going to talk about how to cultivate high-impact habits as disciples. So this is going to be really good and juicy. But before we dive in, Andrew, give us some quick announcements. Yeah, really, we just have the one announcement this week for the show, and we mentioned it last week, but we are starting a new weekly email that we're going to be sending out starting in January for this year. And like this show, the whole purpose of it is to provide you with inspiration, with uh, resources, so that, like Abby said earlier, you can have clarity and confidence as you live as a disciple and as you seek to make disciples in the everyday places of life. So every Sunday, this email is going to go out. And it's designed to be very simple and basic so that you can quickly scan it. It'll have links to other topics and resources so that if you see something there that you're interested in, you could click and go deeper. Uh, But if not, you can just quickly scan it and move on. So if that's something that you would be interested in receiving, then you can go to intotheharvest.org slash newsletter and sign up and we will put you on the list. And every Sunday you'll get that weekly email and we're still trying to decide what to call it. So uh, sign up and you'll be surprised. And so will we. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're still working on names. We are really super nerdy about our names, I think. Like, uh, we love to name things. So uh, we're, we're still pondering that. Um, okay, so guys, let's just jump on into it. Today we're talking about cultivating these high-impact habits, um, things that are going to really help us as disciples of Jesus. So Andrew, why don't you just start us out by kind of clarifying why this is important, why we want to do this. Yeah, so last week we talked about goals and this week we're going to be talking about habits. So, you know, I thought maybe we should just start by trying to make a distinction between the two. What's the difference between a goal and a habit? And I would say that goals tend to be outcomes that we're hoping for. So either something we want to accomplish or maybe there's a a character quality that we want to be true of our lives or we want to become more true of our lives, but it's some sort of distant outcome that we're we're aiming for. And those are important because they're they're directional. They kind of set the the course of our lives or they can set the course of our lives. 
but a habit is is more of the path that will get you there. And so uh, I read a book last year called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one thing he said in that book that really stood out to me is that we, we rarely rise to the level of our goals. What happens is we fall to the level of our systems. And so that's one way you can think about it is that a, a goal is this outcome that you're hoping for, but habits are what help you create systems and your systems are going to make or break whether you achieve your goals. And so when we're talking about cultivating high impact habits, um, what we're really talking about is configuring your life, your, your daily, weekly life, um, to have the systems that are going to help, help you become the kind of person that you aspire to be as a disciple of Jesus and as someone who is, um, equipped and skilled at, at, making disciples in the everyday place. So uh, cultivating high impact habits is identifying what are those habits that are going to move you towards your goals and how do you build systems into your life um, so that you're consistently having these habits be more and more a part of who you are. And there's the last thing I want to say about why it's important is because we can have this tendency, I think, Abigail, to, to separate who we are from what we do or how we live. And I think maybe especially as Christians, this is true. Um, so yes, we belong to Jesus and our, our, our identity is that we're the people who, who belong to him. But in a very pragmatic sense, um, what we do shapes who we are as well. And so it's, it's kind of this feedback loop that all of us, um, are experiencing as we go through life is, who we are should shape the the habits that we cultivate, the the way we go about living our daily lives. But how we go about living our daily lives actually reinforces and shapes who we are. And so you really cannot divorce um, who you are from how you're living. And habits are a great way to to shape how you're living, therefore who who you're becoming. So uh, one last thing on habits. All of us have habits. Um, it's really just a question of, do we have good habits? Do we have bad habits? Do we have habits that are aligned with what we say our values are and what we say about our identity? Or do we have habits that are actually at odds with um, who we are and how we're trying to live, the values that we're trying to live out? So today we, we really want to talk about how to be purposeful about cultivating high impact habits that are aligned with our identity and aligned with our purpose in Jesus. So hopefully that's that's what we'll be able to do with with our listeners today. Yeah, that's really good, Andrew. I think, I mean, it's important for all of us as believers to take a minute to just ask ourselves if we genuinely um, are what we say we are is actually what we're doing. Um, and so I think what we're going to be talking about today really fits into that. Um, hopefully the habits that we're going to kind of talk about are the types of habits that really then um, do mirror what we say as believers when we say, I'm, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. I follow, you know, I'm a Christian. So yeah. Keith, do you have any, any thoughts before we head on into this? Yeah, I think I think it's a powerful question. I think habits are um, are easy to develop and hard to develop at the same time. So you have to be seriously intentional about your habits and the ones you've got accustomed to and making new ones. And 
Uh, it is not something that is easy to do, but it is easy because we got, you know, we got so many of them that we've had from growing up, from our exposure to the environment, like you name it, there's a uh, habits that we have that we don't know about. So I really do love this topic. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, let's, um, maybe we've kind of each thought about this. We're going to share one good high impact tip. Um, for a habit that we currently are trying to make happen in our own lives. So uh, we, why don't we start with Keith, share with us a habit that you have tried to make in your own life, how you were able to do that, um, something that you find really important. Yeah. No pressure, right, Abby? I got to go <laughs> yeah. first. So, uh, <laughs> here we go. Yay. It's your turn. <laughs> uh, it's my turn. I, uh, my first, the first high impact habit, habit that I want to talk about is um, you can find it in 1 Peter 3.15 when uh, Peter's telling the believers to always be ready to, to, sh- to make a defense for the reason, for the hope that is in you. But when you do it, to do it with gentleness and respect. And I think we have so many opportunities to talk about what the Lord has done for us in many ways, you know, and I think that this is like come up in my life often as I've gotten into barbering, uh, because people want to know, like, hey, how did you end up in San Diego? How did you become a barber? What are, what are you doing now? What are you What are you doing when you're not cutting hair? And to me, that's a perfect opportunity to talk about what Jesus has done. And uh, to be honest, guys, I uh, it's easy to play off your emotions, like, oh man, I really don't want to f- talk about this, or I really don't feel like sharing about uh, my experience, but. It, when you make it a habit of being ready to make a defense for the hope that is in you, it's a lot easier to uh, to talk about what the Lord has done. And it's it's in multiple ways. So it's not just one thing, you know. So some people ask me like, hey, how did you uh, go from a life of a fast living to a life of living for Jesus? Like, how did that how did that happen? You know, especially being in the military, young active duty guy. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot more easy to talk about Jesus and how uh once he got my attention and I submitted to his authority, I didn't crave those things like I used to. I didn't I didn't have that same desire. So I made it a habit of talking to anybody who would who would ask about uh my my faith in Christ and why we live the life we live, because I've seen that be one of the most effective ways of sharing the good news with others. So uh I think to Jesus and how he told people, Hey, go back and tell the good things that God has done for you. So my first uh, you know, high impact habit would be just sharing my personal testimony, my personal experience about what Jesus has done and how he transformed me. That's really good, Keith. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, do you have any tips for how to get started? I mean, is, was there anything you did to kind of, um, you know, dip your toes in the water, so to mm-hmm. speak? Like, did you practice? Like, what did you do to create this habit? Yeah, great question. I think there's all kinds of tools, you know, but I think one of the best ones I've seen is picture yourself on the elevator. You got one minute to talk to this person. You got to make it count. You know, you want to we have the best thing on the market. Like there's, there's nothing best better than Jesus. I think that's it. So once you believe that, I think it's a lot easier to get into it and to share it with, with passion and conviction. So maybe just talking about your life before Christ, the interaction you had that, that made you realize that, Hey, Jesus is the one and how you're striving to live for him now, because most people have never heard that. So you can, you can impact them in that one or two minutes about your journey. And did you like, I'm sorry, I'm like quizzing you. What's, no, what's going on with me today? I don't even know. <laughs> I have lots of questions. So mm-hmm. um, I I guess my next one is, did you then just say like, okay, anytime anyone asks me these leading questions, I'm going to always share the gospel. Is that, was that kind of like your goal that you made? Like how 
you kind of get in that routine of doing it? Yeah. The, the good news is that God will toss you a softball sometimes. So somebody will ask and I'm like, nope. Then I'll ask another question and I'm like, nope. Okay. And then finally I'm like, all right, I'm, go- I'm going to share it. So uh, just pray for boldness that God would help you and that give you the confidence to share because he will, he, he, he has a goal too. So he will. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I think prayer is a big one for me when it comes to trying to share the gospel because I need to pray for boldness every day for that, uh, for sure. Well, thanks so much for sharing that, Keith. Uh, for me, I think my biggest high impact habit that I formed um, that has truly transformed my life, um, being a disciple of Jesus, being a follower of Jesus, is spending time in the Word every single day. Um, this is probably something I've been doing for the last, I should count it. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Tw- let's just say 26 years because I started pretty early. Um, but it was something I saw being done, modeled around me. And so I knew it was important, but it wasn't until I started trying to do it myself, probably just out of like, oh, that seems like the thing I'm supposed to do. And then doing it and really seeing how it uh, really did impact my life in a huge way. I would read something in the morning and then by the afternoon, it would have come up in my life. Um, and I saw how it was really um, speaking into who I was. Uh, it was pointing out sins. It was um, encouraging me. I mean, the word of God is active and living and truly is. Uh, that's a verse, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> I, um, I really, this is probably the greatest habit that I've ever formed. And uh, anyone who's a new believer or someone who is struggling in their faith, this is always my go-to thing. This is what I ask 100% of the time. Like, are you spending any time in the Word? So um, I, I, that's where I start with anyone. So the things that I find then uh, or the advice that I give if the answer is no <laughs> is uh, we'll start small. Like just start with 10 minutes. Um, some people are really surprised by that, like 10 minutes, that doesn't seem like enough. And I'm like, you'd be surprised what 10 minutes can do, um, what five minutes can do, honestly. Um, so do a really achievable goal and find a time in your day in the morning, please. <laughs> um, find a spot in your morning routine that you can fit this little tiny chunk of time in um, and make it, you know, not like if you're not a morning person, don't say I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. because oh, it's going to be rough. Uh, so find something in your morning break time or something that's a little bit more achievable for you. So um, don't be a superhero, I guess, is my my advice. <laughs> Um, and then I also just try to, to offer any possible support I can give. And if you are not my personal friend, then find your own friends that can be, you can be accountable to. And if that just means like for a couple weeks, because probably within two weeks, you can create a habit for yourself. Um, then just every single morning after you have done your quiet time, like just shoot a text to whoever you're being accountable to and just say, Hey, I did my quiet time. You know, this is the verse that stuck out to me. You don't even have to do that part. Look, I'm making it super easy. (laughs) (laughs) So genuinely it's just about having someone like a real life person that is going to check on you and make sure you're doing it. And really after two weeks, it becomes something kind of like coffee that when you wake up in the morning, you need it. I hope everyone's a coffee drinker that's listening. If not, 
there's got to be something that's getting you out of bed. I have no idea what it could be, but it should be coffee and Jesus, but Jesus being first. So <laughs> I really genuinely think like having accountability um, to get you started, having a small chunk that you can bite off and make achievable for yourself just by reading the word. It really will um, just impact your whole life. I think as believers, and especially in this day and age where we have social media and just little spurts coming at us from all over the place, some of it's true and some of it's not true. And the very best way that we can all judge whether something is truly biblical and in line with Jesus's teachings is to be in the word for ourselves. So it's probably my biggest habit that I've held on to. All right, yeah. Andrew, what do you think? I, I really like that, Abigail. And I, I wanted to emphasize one of the points that you made there, which is, you know, what's important is that you're, that you get started and you keep going. And so, yes, definitely try to do it in the morning for sure. Um, but make it doable. So, um, be realistic I mean, challenge yourself, but be realistic about what's going to help you. And then there's going to be some days where you don't, you don't follow your plan um, as closely as you would like to, but it's still valuable that you, you take that time to, to read some scripture and spend some time in prayer, because what you're really doing is you're learning how to start the day off with Jesus. And so scripture and prayer are two great gifts that God has given us to to help us connect with him because we're listening to his words by reading the scriptures and we're getting a chance to share our words with him through prayer and so um i like how you said that that um that you know don't shoot too high what, what's important what is what's I'm important all about is that, realistic <laughs> yeah what's important is that you you get started and you keep going. And so the consistency and the direction of your life is, is what really counts. And as that becomes a pattern, as that becomes a habit of your daily life, um, you know, you'll begin to adjust and, and probably you'll begin to expand on what you're doing when you're spending that time in the morning. But that's a great, yeah, uh, that's a great. I habit. had another thought. I mean, you can't stop me. Yeah. The, the other thought is just if you have ever started this habit and then something happened in your life that got in the way and you genuinely think, oh, man, like I can't recreate that. Like now I have this tiny infant. This is just a hypothetical. Uh -huh. I mean, now you have a tiny infant in your life and you're like, I can't spend the quality time that I did in the past. So, you know, what's even the point? There really are seasons of our lives, um, you know, just ebbs and flows. And don't worry about that. Like that is life. Um, but it's all about not necessarily judging it off of what you were able to do yesterday, but what you're able to do today and really try to give your very best for today. And if your very best for today is a lot less than yesterday, then that's okay. Maybe tomorrow you'll have an entire day off and I'll just be glorious and you'll spend hours and hours in the word and that'll be awesome. But just remember that we don't have to get discouraged just because life, you know, comes in and messes up our current plan. We can always reassess, restart. So today's our day to restart. Okay. That's my last thought, I promise. <laughs> well, my high impact uh, habit has been scripture memory. I mean, we, we had to pick one of these. Um, so all of us have multiple high impact habits, but the one I picked for the show today was scripture memory. 
And I would say that there's a few ways that this has really impacted my life. Um, when, when you make a habit of scripture memory, of putting God's word into your mind and into your heart, it's there with you always. If you truly memorize something, then it's, it's a part, it becomes a part of you. And it's there with you no matter where you're at or what circumstance is happening. And so, so some of the ways that this has impacted me um, the most is that I think it has, it has helped me as I read scripture. Um, when you, when you memorize scripture, you really spend a lot of time meditating on it and, and trying to understand what it is that, that you're learning. And what I've found is that that's actually bled over into just my, my casual times of reading the scripture because some of the same mechanisms that I use to, to meditate and to try to understand and break down a passage or a verse that I've memorized, those are the same mechanics that I'll use as I'm reading scripture. And so I think it's helped me just be more effective whenever I'm reading the Bible, whether it's casually or whether it's in a devotional reading, whether it's Bible study. Scripture memory, I think, is has really sort of developed my scripture interpretation muscles um, in a way that I didn't expect. So that was sort of an unexpected impact that memorizing scripture uh, had for me. Another one is that it's, it's helped refocus my mind. And so sometimes my mind will be drifting and I'll end up thinking about things that I really don't need to think about. And these, these could be, you know, just to be honest with, with you guys, these could be, um, negative thoughts towards other people, bitterness. Um, I can be dwelling on past wrongs that have been done to me. And um, scripture memory will oftentimes pop into my head. I think it's the Holy Spirit uh, reminding me that, hey, there's a different way that you're supposed to be living. And that includes the way you think towards other people. Or it might be uh, some sort of um, sexual image or um, thought that is in my mind. And sometimes, you know, these things, these might be things that I put into my mind 30 years ago, uh, 30 plus years ago, and yet they're still in there. And so sometimes those things will, will come to the fore. And it's not even that I'm, I'm consciously choosing to think about them, but uh, I'll find myself thinking about something that, that, um, goes from way back, or maybe even an experience that you've had and you're, you're dwelling on that. And again, scripture memory is something, it's actually the best tool that I found to, to free my mind. Cause it's, it's really hard to just stop thinking about something. What you have to do is you have to replace that, that thought with something else. And scripture memory brings the, the power of God, the word of God to bear on how you're thinking and what, what your mind is spending time reflecting on. And then finally, it's, it's given me, it's giving me words to share with others, whether that's someone like Keith, where it's maybe someone who isn't in the faith. Um, and instead of just sharing my opinions about God, I can actually share something that I know is from Scripture, a truth about God. Or it may be a young believer uh, or a, a peer who is struggling with something and the Lord will bring a verse to mind. So I would say um, Scripture memory has been a, a high impact uh, habit for me that I'm very grateful for. Um Many of our listeners will know um, two names, Jim Downing and Walt Hendrickson. Some of our listeners, you never heard of those people. I would say that these, these were godly men who were in the past generation that I learned a lot from. Uh, Mr. Downing passed away maybe two, two, three, years ago. two years ago, and I know he was 
over 100 years old, and he had been walking with the Lord for like 80 of those. And Walt Hendrickson also passed away just recently in recent years. Um, but both of these men not only knew the scripture, but they lived a faithful life of devotion to Jesus for decades and decades, all the way up until the end of their lives. And I had the chance to ask them at different times if there was one, if there was one thing that they did early in their walk with Christ that they're really glad that they did now looking back at the end of their lives and both of them, you know, separately not knowing said that they really sought to memorize scripture as a young believer and that that was that, that that had an impact that stayed with them, that they didn't necessarily maintain the same pace of memorization that they did in their early years. But again, like if you memorize something, it's, it's in there. And so the, the, those were those were things that God was able to use. Those those were scriptures that the Lord was able to use throughout their lives. Um, so I would say um, scripture memory. And I, I got started by reading or by memorizing a simple set of cards called the Topical Memory System, which we've got on our uh, on our website. You guys can find those under the resources. They're free if you want to get started in Scripture memory. You know, here's 60 cards to get you started. That was helpful because I didn't have to think through and pick out a bunch of verses. Other people more mature than me had done that, and I just got to benefit from from their wisdom. Andrew, I do got a question. Do you think uh, those verses or melatonin, which one's a better sleep method to put you down <laughs> when your thoughts are going? I don't know much about melatonin. All right, there but, um, it's great. I love it. I, I do know that, again, some some um, of the past generation would say God's, words, uh, God's word last word, and they would fall asleep memorizing mm -hmm. or reviewing scriptures that they memorized. It's a pretty good way to end the day and, uh, and go into your subconscious mind. Uh, also passages, when I memorize a passage, so this is Galatians 1. This, I actually just, uh, I type it on a single page, and then I fold it in half. And I've done almost all of my scripture memory while driving, so um, I don't necessarily recommend this. Um, I'm just sharing <laughs> sharing my truth. Friends, this is how we're going to put it, a little people. like disclaimer down at the bottom. If you right. have an accident while doing That's Andrew's right. method, we are not liable. Yeah, I do no. not recommend this method. However, I've done it. No, and no. what you do is as you're driving, you have mm -hmm. you have the paper oh, no, up on the bad. steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And what that does is you can just quickly <laughs> glance and you still have your peripheral vision. I've only mm -hmm. hit, as far as I know, I can't remember if it was two or three deer that I've hit oh, um, great. back when I was living in Kentucky. Wow. This but yeah, really took a turn. Memory. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got a question for you, Abigail and Lakeith. <laughs> Obviously, we've got, there are other high impact habits that we could think of. We just wanted to choose three that have been effective in our own lives. But are there some other high impact habits that, that just come to mind off the top of your head that can help people live as a disciple and make disciples? Oh, for sure. Prayer. I think um, working on your prayer life is really important. We've talked about this so much on this podcast. So um, and you can 
find lots of tips that we've given you about um, how to kind of cultivate a, a prayer life. I think that's probably a huge one. And then another one for me is accountability. Talk about this as well. I just keep talking about the same things because they're really important. So uh, I think having, you know, people that are regularly asking me really hard, important questions is really, really a great habit to have. Um, trying to surround yourself with people that are going to build you up and help you have good habits and not bad habits. So that's probably two more that I would have loved to talk about. So Keith, any other ones? Yeah, that's good, Abby. I would say uh, fasting. Just give it up, guys. Mm. Um, Jesus yep. said, you know, if anybody would come after me, take every cross, deny yourself daily, you know, and um, it's not easy to deny yourself. So whatever, mm. you know, whether it's food, you know, just skip a meal. Just, hey, God, I'm going to pray for this meal or you know, take a break from YouTube or whatever the case may be, but just, yeah, deny yourself and make it a habit because uh, God, I think God honors and rewards those kind of things. So, Yeah. All right. Andrew, do you have any final thoughts or tips that can help our listeners be successful? So, yes. Um, I once heard, I once heard a quote that said a place for everything and everything in its place. And I rarely lose things like my keys, my wallet. Um, He's telling the truth. <laughs> and it's not because I'm especially, uh, I, I've got an especially good memory. It's because I know that if I don't put my keys in the same place every time, then I will lose them. So anytime I, I do lose them, it's because I did not put the thing in its place. Um, one of my rules as I've taught the boys whether it's working on cars or working on projects using tools is that the last part of every job is to put the tools all back where they belong because the next time you need them, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time trying to find the, the screwdriver or the socket set. So why this is such a, a powerful idea and how it applies to habits is that you need to tie your habits as much as possible to a a time and a place. And so Abigail was talking about starting the day off in scripture and in prayer. Um, you know, Keith with developing his testimony, uh, me with scripture memory, th the more you can connect these, these habits to a specific time and a, a specific place, the more successful you're going to be at being consistent at them. So I would encourage people, whatever the impact is that they want to develop, give some thought to how you're going to to implement that and have a plan but include with that plan uh, when and where and then try to do it as as closely as possible day in and day out uh, at that time and in that place and um, i think that'll really help you be consistent Awesome, Andrew. So I think that's probably a good place for us to stop. Thanks so much for checking out today's show. We hope that this helps you in cultivating some good high impact habits for yourself. If you have a really great high impact habit that you want to share with us, maybe give us some good tips of how to get it going in our own lives. We want to hear it in the comments below. And we've got some more great shows coming up for you in January. So please click on that little like bell thing on YouTube and it will bring you the next episode when it comes out. So subscribe, those podcasters listening. We've got so much social media happening. <laughs> Speaking of which, 
<laughs> so um, the big superpower of social media is you guys, word of mouth, sharing it with your friends. So if there's anyone that you know who maybe needs a little jump start in their habits this year, or you just think this will encourage them or they'll like the sound of our voices, um, please share it with them. Share this on Facebook, share it wherever you want to share it. We would love for that to happen. And we can't wait to talk to you again next week. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye, Abby. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible. 